What can you expect from an experienced financial advisor? Are all advisors alike? And will the right advisor really make a positive difference? Your Financial Journey is a podcast brought to you by Providence Wealth Advisors, LLC, a wholly owned affiliate of Providence Bank and Trust. In this series, members of the PWA team discuss the importance of planning, relevant developments, and investment strategies geared to help you achieve your wealth management goals and to provide you with experience, guidance, and support every step of the way. Welcome. I'm Doug DeGroat from Providence Wealth Advisors. On this podcast, we are going to discuss cryptocurrencies. Before we dive too far into this topic, I would note that most investment management groups have a niche or tilt towards some type of specific investment strategy. We look at our group as a conservative, biased wealth management firm that targets fixed income investments through bonds and equity investments, including individual securities, ETFs, and mutual funds. We are not a crypto-targeted investment firm. We are asked about it all the time, although I will say the questions have subsided as Bitcoin has declined in value during 2022. But we do not actively target crypto as an asset class within our portfolios. That is full disclosure. For today, I thought we would give a brief high-level review of crypto and blockchain and then review those assets from an investment perspective. So with that noted, let's get right into this topic. Let's start with a basic introduction of cryptocurrencies. What is cryptocurrency? A cryptocurrency is a digital or virtual currency that is secured by cryptography, which makes it nearly impossible to counterfeit or double spend. Many cryptocurrencies are decentralized networks based on blockchain technology, which is a distributed ledger enforced by a network of computers. A defining feature of cryptocurrencies is that they are generally not issued by any central authority, rendering them theoretically immune to government interference or manipulation. So some key basic takeaways of cryptocurrency after that definition. A cryptocurrency is a form of a digital asset based upon a network that is distributed across many computers. This decentralized structure allows them to exist outside the control of governments and central authorities. The word cryptocurrency is derived from the encryption techniques which are used to secure the network. Blockchains, which are organizational methods for ensuring the integrity of transactional data, are an essential component of many cryptocurrencies. Many experts believe that blockchain and the related technology will disrupt many industries, including finance and banking. Cryptocurrencies face criticism for several reasons, including their use for illegal activities, exchange rate volatility, and vulnerabilities of the infrastructure underlying them. However, they've also been praised for their portability, inflation resistance, and transparency. Let's take the next step now in trying to understand cryptocurrencies, or what I would say is drill down to the next level from the very high level we just discussed about cryptocurrencies in general. 
So as we noted, cryptocurrencies are systems that allow for secure payments online, which are denominated in terms of virtual tokens, which are represented by ledger entries internal to the system. Crypto refers to the various encryption algorithms and cryptography techniques that safeguard these entries. So there's a variety of different types of cryptocurrencies. The first blockchain-based cryptocurrency was Bitcoin, which remains the most popular and most valuable. Today, there are thousands of alternative cryptocurrencies with various functions and specifications. Some of these are clones of Bitcoin, while others are new currencies that were built from scratch. Let's talk about some of the advantages and disadvantages of cryptocurrency in general. So certainly one of the advantages is cryptocurrencies hold the promise of making it easier to transfer funds directly between two parties without the need for a trusted third party like a bank or credit card company. In modern cryptocurrency systems, a user's wallet or account address has a public key, while the private key is known only to the owner and is used to sign transactions. Fund transfers are completed with minimal processing fees, allowing users to avoid the fees charged by banks and financial institutions for, for wire transfers. One of the disadvantages of cryptocurrency, however, is the semi-anonymous nature of cryptocurrency transactions make them well-suited for a host of illegal activities, such as money laundering and tax evasion. However, cryptocurrency advocates often highly value their privacy, and they cite benefits of like privacy protection for whistleblowers or activists that are living on repressive governments. Some cryptocurrencies are more private than others. Let's talk about what I'll call the, the blockchain component or kind of special considerations of, of Bitcoin or, or cryptocurrencies, if you will. So central to the appeal and functionality of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies is this blockchain technology which is used to keep an online ledger of all of the transactions that have ever been conducted, thus providing a data structure, if you will, for this ledger that is quite secure and is shared and agreed upon by the entire network of an individual node or computer maintaining a copy of the ledger. Every new block generated must be verified by each node before being confirmed, making it almost impossible to forge transaction histories. Blockchain certainly seems complicated, and it can be, but it's at its core concept, it's really quite simple. A blockchain is a type of database. Because cryptocurrencies are virtual and not stored on any central database, a digital cryptocurrency balance can be wiped out by the loss or destruction of a hard drive if a backup copy of the private key does not exist. At the same time, there's no central authority, government, or corporation that has access to your funds or your personal information. So that is a brief, initial, high-level overview, as well as a drill down to the next level of a description of cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. Now let's move on to some various investment thoughts. I'm going to start with some comments from what I would consider to be key financial players in the industry, as well as various investors, just to give you a flavor of what's being said um, out there in the industry. From Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey, 
Cryptocurrencies have no intrinsic value, and people who invest in them should be prepared to lose all of their money. From the United Kingdom's Financial Conduct Authority, investing in crypto assets or investments and lending linked to them generally involves taking high risk with investors' money, the financial services watchdog said in January. If consumers invest in these type of products, they should be prepared to lose all of their money. However, proponents of Bitcoin see it as a store of value akin to gold because of the scarcity of supply. Only 21 million Bitcoins can ever be minted, arguing that the cryptocurrency can act as a hedge against inflation as central banks around the world print money to relieve coronavirus battered economies or try to stimulate their own economies. Conversely, again, many skeptics view Bitcoin as a market bubble waiting to burst. Michael Hartnett, who's the chief investment strategist at Bank of America, recently said, Bitcoin's rally looks like the mother of all bubbles. While Alvin Capital's Stephen Isaacs recently said, there are no fundamentals with this product, period. Analysts have attributed Dogecoin's rise to tweets from celebrities like Tesla's Elon Musk and Mark Cuban as well as retail investors buying the token on the free trading app, Robinhood. At the same time all of this is going on, central banks are considering whether to issue their own digital currencies. Last month, the Bank of England launched a joint task force with the Treasury aimed at exploring central bank digital currencies. Such a currency could exist alongside cash and bank deposits rather than replacing them, the bank said. Warren Buffett, one of our more famous United States investors recently blasted Bitcoin as worthless and delusional and rat poison squared. He's had a number of comments about crypto and Bitcoin. Here's a couple of his more famous ones. Cryptocurrencies basically have no value and they don't produce anything. They don't reproduce. They can't mail you a check. They can't do anything. And what you hope is that somebody else comes along and pays you more money for them later on. But then that person's got the problem. In terms of value, zero. Another one, it's not currency. It does not meet the test of a currency. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not around in 10 or 20 years. It's not a durable means of exchange. It's not a store of value. It's been a very speculative kind of Buck Rogers type of thing. And people buy and sell them because they hope they go up or down, just like they did with tulip bulbs a long time ago. And finally, it draws in a lot of charlatans. It's something where people who are less than stellar characters see an opportunity to clip people who are trying to get rich because their neighbor's getting rich, buying this stuff that neither one of them understands. It will come to a bad ending. So with that noted, Let's look at some of the specific examples of crypto and how they have performed over the last year as an investment. So let's start with Bitcoin, which is the most common token, and I suspect most of our listeners have heard about. So if we go back 12 months, Bitcoin was trading at about $66,000 per token. It traded down to a low of about $18,000 in June of this year. And now, a few months later, we're, we're 
targeting about 23 to 24,000 per token for Bitcoin. Ethereum, or otherwise known as Ether, probably the second most well-known token name, has moved over the last 12 months from $5,000 per token to $1,000 per token in June. And now it's running about $1,700 per token. Coinbase stock, which is a company that supports the technology of cryptocurrency, the blockchain that we referenced earlier, has moved from about 12 months ago from $370 per share to $40 per share in June. And now it's trading at about $85 per share for Coinbase stock. And finally, a fund that we follow and occasionally use, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And for those that want to note, it's GBTC as a ticker symbol. This is a fund that we use to try to provide some exposure to crypto through Bitcoin uh, when requested by customers. It's moved from $55 about 12 months ago to $12 in June, and now it's about $15 per share. So with that said, um, some of our thoughts uh, from our group uh, would be the following. And I guess I'd start with noting that all of those above quotes between Bitcoin and Ether, et cetera, are quoted in dollars. Each one of those investments is quoted in dollars, not in some other cryptocurrency. It's measured in value by what I would consider the most common measuring stick in the world, the United States dollar. And I've heard the argument, you can buy some things with Bitcoin or some other cryptocurrencies, but in my lifetime, and I'll go back the last 12 months, uh, technology continues to move forward. So more recent history is important in this type of investment. But what have I purchased with crypto over the past 12 months? Nothing. The values I quoted above are anything but stable. I always hear it's touted as a source of stability. We talked about that already with some of the proponents, but I, I would argue it's anything but that. Call it what it is, but when you have moves like the above, um, it's a speculative investment, period. A dollar is always worth a dollar, subject to some inflation, but it is it does not move like some of the above quotes. And again, just go back to Bitcoin from 66,000 to 18,000, now to 23,000. That would be in comparison, a dollar moving to about 20 cents and then rebounding to call it 30 cents. Uh, again, anything but stable. Where is it going from here? Who knows? I would tend to buy into Warren Buffett's comments um, until he's proven otherwise. There's a lot of supporters of crypto, but they're just hoping someone is willing to pay more than they paid for their crypto. I'm just not sold at this point, uh, nor is our group. If you're looking for exposure and want to take some risk, I, I do think a fund like the, the, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, is a, is a reasonable way to play the area. There are other funds out there as well, but um, at least by using a fund, you can diversify some of your risk. And I certainly would not commit a lot of dollars to this investment at this point, unless it's speculative money. So with all that said, there you have it. Cryptocurrency 101. I think you will continue to hear a lot more noise about this investment. It's, it's new. It has captured the attention from the investment community. 
I'm just not sure I see the value today. But as I have noted in prior discussions on this topic, I did not see the value of email either. In closing, be sure to subscribe to Your Financial Journey on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please call any of the Providence Wealth Advisors staff with any questions you might have. Thanks again for listening. Providence Wealth Advisors, LLC, or PWA is a wholly owned affiliate of Providence Bank and Trust, or PB&T. The investment products and services offered by PWA are independent of the products and services offered by PB&T and are not FDIC insured, may lose value, are not bank guaranteed, and are not insured by any federal or state government agency. Investment products and services are offered by appropriately licensed investment advisor representatives, subject to the general oversight and authority of PWA. PWA is an SEC-registered investment advisor company. To obtain a copy of their ADV Part 2A and Form CRS, visit www.providencewealth.com. PWA is located throughout the Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. To contact PWA, call 888-927-7387, email askexperts at providencewealth.com, or write to 20220 South LaGrange Road, Frankfort, Illinois, 60423.